This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. Hi, I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Objections, Sales EQ, and Inked, and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Gravy Podcast. With me today is Sarah Browner, who is a Senior Global Sales Enablement Manager with Adobe, and we're going to be focusing on learning, in particular, what you are doing to invest in yourself and take advantage of all the learning opportunities around you. Before we get started, I want you to go check out SalesGrave University. There is a reason why companies and individual salespeople from all around the globe use SalesGrave University to up their skills. There are more courses from some of the masters of sales training. Uh, it's an incredible library of, uh, of content and it's easy to tap into. And right now you can get, get your very first course for free at uh, learn.salesgravy.com by using the code free course. So get your very first course for free at learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com. Sarah, welcome to the Sales Gravy Podcast. First of all, I love Adobe. Like every day of my life, I'm immersed in Adobe. So whether it's Illustrator or Audition, which we'll be editing this podcast on, and Premiere, which we'll be doing the video portion of this podcast on, uh, Adobe is part of my life. So I feel like, like it's sort of like, I don't know, it's like going to Disneyland to be able to, <laughs> to, to spend some time with someone who works for one of my favorite companies. And, and what I want you to maybe, maybe start off with is why do you have a passion for sales enablement? and especially learning and training, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about what you do in your role in particular to help keep Adobe's Salesforce strong. Okay, um, again, my name is Sarah, and in my, in my role, um, I am responsible for bringing enablement, or curating, let me say, curating enablement for um, over 2,000 individual contributing sales reps globally. And that is the primary uh, function of my job is either finding or creating the information that they need to do their jobs better. And Adobe invests a lot of money. Yes. In, in, in sales enablement and sales training, why? Because that's the only way to keep getting better and keep getting more sales is you've got to have the basics, you've got to advance your skills. And yeah, if you stop learning then what, what is even the point? Right. So, as, as I think you said earlier in the pre-show that you stop learning, you start growing. Yep. You and I were talking also earlier off camera that one of the frustrating things for people in your role, and I think for sales enablement leaders everywhere, is that there are some salespeople who just say, I don't need to learn anymore. I've yep. got it all. I know it all. Um, why is that a dangerous thing for a salesperson to think that they've, they've already learned everything, there's nothing else for them? especially these days in as quickly as technology is moving to to have the audacity to say that you know everything all the time is unfortunate um yeah it's things change all the time you've got to have the latest and greatest and there's new techniques that you know come up and why you wouldn't why you wouldn't want the latest and greatest i, w I could not begin to understand one of the things that that always it just drives me crazy is like I'll see someone, they'll, they'll uh, like we were talking about Anthony Anarino, my or my good friend, and y'all like to use this training, and but you know he'll put out a new book, and I'll go on and take a look at his reviews, or I'm writing a review, and there'll be somebody who'll come along and go, well, nothing new here, and I'm thinking, you know, I've been selling for like 30 years, and I just read this book, and I found five, six things in here that were really intriguing and made me think, and there's somebody who says nothing new here, and that that mentality to me is just it's such a 
uh, it's such a, I don't know, a cynical way of looking at the world. There's, there's nothing new here. And what I always say to people who's, who say that to me is, look, there's nothing new anywhere. Almost everything that you're learning, everything that's being brought to you, somebody already thought of. What, what we're doing is we're reconfiguring things. We're, we have different circumstances, different contexts where you've got to apply these fundamental basic mm-hmm. essentials of how we interact with people from soft skills to how we end up with our products and the, the, the products and services and software does change and you have to learn those things. But it's, it's all about the ability to, for me, it's I read and I think differently. I read and I converse differently. I read and I interact with the world differently. And, and, I, and I, I guess the best way I can do it, I feel sad for people who look at the world and say, nothing new here. Yeah, even, I mean, even if I attended an hour-long course and I get one thing out of it, that's worth it for me because it gives, you know, it gives me a different perspective. It gives me something that I can take to other people to teach them. You know, it's, there is no unlearned, unused learning, in in my opinion. That's a, I mean, that's a really good point. Like, there is no unused learning. There is nothing that you can't learn from. And even, you know, if, even sometimes, like, I'll go to conferences and I'll go to a breakout and it's just awful. But in that moment, just as a facilitator, I learned those are things that you don't want to do because that caused people to walk out of the room. So make sure you don't repeat that. Absolutely, absolutely. So how do you advise people? Like what's your, what's your formula for building an open mindset? So versus a closed mindset, there's nothing I can learn here. An open mindset that says everything's an opportunity to learn something and you have to go look for it. How do you help people make that shift? It's definitely a work in progress. Um, A lot of it is meeting them where they are. It's giving them the information in a form that they need, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a book, whether it's, you know, live in person. So it's, that's a lot of it is meeting them where they are and where, where they want to learn. And, and that's one of the things I think you do so well at Adobe is that you, you've, you've brought to them all of these different ways. And that's, it's, it's an impressive, uh, aspect of Adobe University, which you've been spending your life on <laughs> yep. building out, and the way that you're building it, almost like a university, where you can come in and subscribe to a, a class. You can, you can, uh, what do you enroll at yep, a particular absolutely. time? Yep. But it is, it is that you're stacking and blending training in different ways. So no matter how you want to consume it, there's something for you. And you know, I started this off with a promo for Salesforce University, but just just this week we started practicing with these quick tips, which are five minutes or less, really hard hitting lessons. And we're getting, we're getting you know, a lot of engagement, but there's somebody who's gonna say, you know, I really want something longer form there. So other people will say, could you go even shorter? But I think, I think that is important, but that also says to the individual, you have to seek out opportunities to learn and, and give feedback. Absolutely. I really like this because if people don't tell you, if the salespeople in the organization don't say, this is working for me, you won't know. And yeah, I've actually started um, as part of university a, a sales advisory board that people can sign up for and come and tell me what they thought. And uh, we had one this last quarter. And yeah, it was uh, yay podcast, no articles. So yeah. like, <laughs> you know, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, yeah. it's it's nice getting the the feedback and and knowing that you you actually are meeting them where they want yeah. to learn. And, and and when we give feedback, and so if you know if, as as you're listening to this podcast, if if you're a salesperson and you work with you know, work in a company that's investing in you like Adobe does. One of the things that I find very helpful for me as a learning professional trying to help people is when you tell me what you like rather than tell me what you don't like. Yeah. When you tell me what you don't like, 
I have a really hard time. I have buckets of that, what you don't right? like. <laughs> but if you tell me what you like, then I can give you more of that. Mm -hmm. And if I've got someone saying I really like these articles, they're great. And I get someone I really like podcasts, and I know that that there's some people that really want this. Let's invest in that. And there's some people who really want the podcast, and maybe there's ways of combining the two things. Maybe you can have an article split up by a video, but but tell us what you like. Mm -hmm. So my pitch to people from the very beginning, if you read my very first book, Power Principles, is your company's probably providing you with some training. Go take advantage of it. Absolutely. So I want to give you an opportunity to, to pitch that because I know how much money that you spend on this because we've talked about it. There, I know that the investment both in time and emotion, because this is something that's really important to you particularly, it's got to hurt your feelings when people don't take the training that you give them. Like, I'm, and I'm, we're not just talking no, about I have a yep. job, like it hurts. <laughs> Talk about that. Um, it, it is, it's depressing. And you know, we've had live sessions before where we've had one person or no people even show up after you know, 10 people committed to coming. And yeah, it, it, it does, it 100% hurts my feelings. Um, and not just because of the money, but because you know, the, the live opportunities, especially because they are workshop uh, format, you know, you're not gonna get anything if you watch the recording. It's not the point of it. The point is to come and learn from your, your coworkers. It is to share ideas. It is to simply expand the way you think. And that is not possible if you're not there. So I, I wanna, and I think this, 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 you know, you've gotta invest in it matters because I want you to think about it like this. We've got Salesgrave University, we've got, 30,000 users on Salesgrave University. Most of those users who come in, buy a subscription, pay for a course, they're working for small companies. They typically don't have the money that like an Adobe does to invest in it. And they're spending their own money mm -hmm. in order to get educated because they believe in, in education, they believe in training. If you work for a big company, and I came out of a big company too, so I work for a big old company, we provided all kinds of training and people wouldn't go, they wouldn't show up, I don't wanna take it. If you work for a big company that is paying for the training, like you don't have to pay a cent, it's free. It's like, it's like you know, down the road from here, the University of Georgia opened its doors and says everybody can get a free education, and then you choose not to. That, that to me is the most self-destructive behavior possible. It's free, go yeah. take it. Yeah, I mean, even, yeah, it's for you. Why you wouldn't? I mean, going to a new, let's think you were going to a new employer and they'd be like, so how many, you know, what have you done to advance your career? Yeah. Oh, nothing, because I haven't bothered. Yeah, like, exactly. how, how does, yeah, how, how can you justify that to yourself, especially in sales? Like, if you are not getting better, you're dying. So why you wouldn't make the effort to improve yourself and therefore your own personal bottom line seems yeah. a, a waste of, of time and effort for everybody. Invest in yourself, because sales skills, especially soft skills, are perishable. So the things that, the art of selling, mm -hmm. doing discovery, interacting with people, asking questions, dealing with rejection, dealing with objections, sales strategy, moving the chess pieces around on the board, all of that is perishable. Over time, you, you adopt bad habits, over time, you change things just a little bit, and, and what most training does is get you back to those, those, those basics. If you're working for a company like Adobe where you're innovative and the, the software's changing and you're adding new products. If you don't know those products top to bottom, how are you gonna be able to sit down in front of your customer, ask them great questions, uncover what's important to them and build value bridges from your solution to their desired outcomes if you don't know the product? If yep. you're just 
walking around without the, the knowledge and the learning. There is nothing more important, in my opinion, to enabling sales performance than learning. Than, Absolutely. Than what you are doing to invest in yourself. But it, it, you can do everything that in your impossible for in Adobe to, to get the learning in front of them, but if you don't go take it, nobody can help you. Absolutely, and even um, kind of to piggyback on that is even if you know the product top backwards and sideways, if you don't know the right way to approach people with that information, if you don't know how to make it, you know, to speak to the value of it, then again, your not your knowledge is once again wasted because you don't know how to to do what you need to do to get the information to other people, which is what your job is. A quick change of subjects. As a sales enablement professional, just to, just to, I'm curious about this. What are the biggest trends that you see going forward, specifically in uh, in sales enablement as a, as a discipline? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's just got to be innovation. the The people are tired of looking at computers, uh, sitting in front of Teams meetings all day. They they need they miss people, and I think we all, we all miss people at this point. So I think that's where. I think uh, you and I were talking about VR earlier, and I feel like that is probably the best, the best solution that's going to be uh, possible is the perfect hybrid of kind of in-person and not, um, since as we also discussed, uh, people don't want to pay for travel anymore now that they've that's enjoyed right. the couple of years without having to pay for it. So yeah, I'm I'm really um, I'm bullish on VR. I still think we're probably five years out, and it may be even a little bit further. Uh, but in the last chapter of my book, Virtual Training, the last chapter is Ready Learner One. So the uh, the the I think that the the technology is there. It's getting better every day. It's super cool, and AI is going to make it even better because AI is going to help us create these these virtual reality learning environments that are just insanely uh, interactive. But it is the very best communication that we can do as human beings versus being in person. So mm -hmm. if we can't be in person, it's as 3D as it gets. It feels really good and really real. Like even, we have our own boardroom um, so that we can, we have people all over the place. We put our headsets on, we can walk into the room and all sit down at the table and. Yeah, it changes the game. It is it is a total game changer. And it's really, I was telling you earlier, it's like minority report in the in the room itself. But I, I just don't know how, I'm not I'm not quite sure from, from a, um, a technology standpoint, how quickly we're going to be able to get people to adopt it, because it really is a—it's a strange thing for people to put a headset on and mm -hmm. jump into a meeting. But you even think about like with sales managers who have remote sales teams, so they've got you know they've got someone in one country, another country, another country, and they're doing these these flat 2D meetings on Teams or on Zoom by putting the headsets on. Suddenly, everybody's there together, mm -hmm. and in an AR, um, which is a, a situation where everybody would be in your space, like everybody put their headsets on and you'd be sitting in here and they would all be in the room with you, that also has potentials as well. So I, I know Adobe's probably doing some really cool stuff here that you can't talk about, <laughs> I, I get it, gotta keep the secrets, but I think that is the, mm -hmm. the, the future for how we're gonna be interacting when we can't be together. Absolutely, and yeah, I think that and micro learning is 100% where, where we're going, we've got to, we again meet people where they are. Yep. Get it short, sweet, out the door. Very good. <laughs> so, um, so if it, I'm, I always ask people this because I think it's I think it's cool. But if someone is out there and they're listening to this and they're thinking about, you know what, I got some mad sales skills and I think I want to change careers. Why should they pick Adobe? 
um, because we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got great swag. No, I'm kidding. It's because of the structure. It's because, I mean, we have a huge department dedicated to nothing but improving our salespeople's sales skills. That is what we do all day, every day. Hundreds of people are involved in this. All we want to do is make it easier and you better at doing your job. So you make people better so they can make more money. That's the plan. I like it. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on the Sales Gravy Podcast. And if you want to up your sales skills, you can go to Sales Gravy University. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com. And if you've never taken a course, you can take your very first course for free by using the coupon free course. We'll see you next time on the Sales Gravy Podcast.